Okay, hey, welcome everyone to the Dwayne and Jennifer show slash podcast. Changing the world one life at a time. We will be discussing conversations unto conflict unto resolution. Stick around. I think it might help. Well, Jennifer. Yes, greetings. greetings. Greetings to those that are listening, watching. Um, do have something on my head today, and it's mostly due to the temperature. Are you a little bit chilly, bud? Inside and outside. Um, we're saving money, so we're not really using the heat. Well, I love Brazil this time of the year. I'm yeah, going to be honest with you. Being summer down there, you Being mean? summer down there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as I get older, you know, more mature, I don't really like the winter. Well, we start to realize what a snowbird is. And the wisdom behind them. <laughs> and it makes sense. Like, the older we get, I'm like, dang, we really are becoming like senior citizens. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not buying into <laughs> that idea. But, uh, yes, I do, I do love being warm. in the sun. Like, if we could be 70 degrees year-round, oh that'd be dreamy. There's a reason why San Diego, to buy a one-bedroom house, is $3 million. Yeah, that's it. Slight exaggeration, but yeah. But it'd be awesome. So, so as we, we age, though, can we expect you to be in a leisure suit? <laughs> Zip up? You know, it's, I mean, it's just easy. One piece of clothing. Right. little lap dog. Get an RV. So, Jennifer, how many years have we been married? We have been married, Dwayne, 31 years. And what would you say is, uh, I know we, I didn't, we weren't going to talk about this or I didn't give you this. Up, but what's, one of the, what's some of the strength of our marriage? Some of the strengths of our marriage. I.e., our covenant. Our covenant. Um we're keeping it G-rated, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm not going to high-five you. Um, I think our our friendship, our ability to laugh and enjoy one another, our communication with one another, we've worked on being clear, non-emotional, aggressive communicators. And I'm, I say we hit that about 90% of the time. There's a time or two you come out swinging. There's a time or two um, you provoke me to come out swinging. <laughs> so, I mean, what are the five? <laughs> excuse me. What are the five areas of marriage? Um, money, sex, sex, in-laws. family, uh-huh. in-laws. Huh. Money, sex, family, in-laws. Communication. Commu- I don't know. Yes, communication, and then uh, it's not career, but something like that. So these. So we're heading into Valentine's. You know, this is January, heading into February with a running start, let's say. So we are going to be doing some conversations around love, communication, Mm -hmm. but we want to talk about the importance of communicating. Yeah. Um, Uh, Primarily today in the context of of a conflict. But if if you get to a conflict, you're Mm -hmm. probably have already left some, you didn't maybe need to. No, I wouldn't say that. I think conflict is pretty normal when two human beings have conversation. I don't, I don't think conflict is the absence of godly character. Oh, my gosh. Would you let me finish my statement before you correct me publicly? <laughs> Give it a shot. I think that there are tools to be developed so that conflicts don't arise in communication. And I am not saying that you'll be void of communication, but I think if you will learn some tricks and some tools of especially with your spouse but even family other relationships it will minimize 
the need for conflict resolution is my point. But I still believe you're going to have conflicts. And if, when you have conflicts and you're smart, you'll figure out, hey, how do I get into less conflict in regards to emotional energy conflicts? Uh-huh. And then, um, because you're always going to disagree. Mm-hmm. So then we want to talk about more, how do you work out a conflict that is around disagreement? Yeah. And I want to just even burst a bubble and say, in a relationship, expect conflict, in my opinion. Expect it so that you have tools to resolve quickly. So it's not that you're not going to have conflict. It's how quickly you can bring resolve and completion to a conflict. Not that you won't have it. Yeah, I'm on that page as well. Yeah, so... But I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I, what my point, my point, because you're kind of trying to correct me there. And so my point is that you you will not have a conflict-free life. Like, there's absolutely, absolutely not. But I think there are people that have more conflict than others. Sure. And there is a way to bring up topics, to approach topics, so you don't put the person on defensive immediately. Right. That escalates the conversation. Right. Yes, because you have you have two extremes. You have those that will avoid conflict forever, and then one day they snap. And all of a sudden, this geyser of bitterness comes out that they've been holding on to for years. Hatred. Especially in marriage. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That should have been taken back 100 steps ago. And then you have the person who wants to bring, wants conflict every day, all day. And and some people actually bond around conflict. And they, they seek it out. They want to have it. And that's not great either. So there has to be some give and take on that side. Hey, how about a little bit of benefit of the doubt? Yes. Not everything had to be has to be confronted. Yes. There are some things that just are fine to be left alone. Yes. And then some things that aren't. Yep. So that's that's what we're talking about, huh, Dwayne? Are think we in so. conflict? At this time, no. Yeah. But you haven't said much, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're just going to talk about five things. Okay. All right. So the first one, if if you have a conflict with someone, you you get together with them and i think you start off the conversation with thanking them for being invested enough in the relationship to show up to have a conversation yeah 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 why not why not i mean it's just i think it sets the tone of hey thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the time sure i just want to share a couple things and i know that you're you're busy and i appreciate you making this a value just yeah. something as simple as that okay um because I think you you just you want to value each other's time and then say that you appreciate the investment into the relationship. Sure. If because if I'm not invested, big deal. If if the woman at the grocery store drives me crazy, says something offensive, I'm probably not going to go to her and try to sit down and work it out because we're not invested in a relationship. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think that's you know just obvious. So start there. And then, you know, give the benefit of the doubt. Like, assume the person didn't want to hurt you. That's my point in giving the benefit of the doubt. Because if I... Is this number two or is this still on number one? This is still on number one. Okay. Um, Anyway. Okay, sorry. You want me to... I'll just keep plowing through. No, but I think... No, that's a huge one to me. Yeah. Is I just want to know where we're at in conversation. Yeah. But that's a huge one for me because if I come in already believing their goal was to hurt me. Yeah. 
yeah. then it's a very different conversation and you've already gone after their motives. Right. And there are will be people whose goal is to hurt you. Yes. But to assume that uh-huh. will put you in already a very offensive mode. Right. Yes. yes. And I remember early on in our marriage. Um, you would do that to me all the time. All the time, buddy. All the time. Um, I was hurt by you. And you had said something. I can't remember what it was. But the Lord spoke to me so clearly. And he says, he, his intention is not to hurt you. And it just was like, oh, oh. Because that was different than anyone else I'd ever been in a relationship with. They, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd known mm-hmm. intentional mistreatment. Right. And that was not your motive. And the Lord said that to me. And it calmed me down like, Oh, it doesn't mean you didn't hurt me, but it meant you didn't mean to hurt me. Yes. And that's yes. a very different conversation yes. where we can approach one another. Hey, when you said this, it made me feel like that, as yep. opposed to, why do you? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. That helps. Okay, so point two, resolve the conflict quickly. Like, don't let it drag on. Just get to it. Because... Um, People do want to avoid conflict as much as possible and hope it just disappears, but it often doesn't disappear. And so we want to resolve it quickly. Okay. Um, and resolving it quickly, like, let me read this verse. Uh, this is from Matthew 5, 23 through 24. Um, so if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go first, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And so just that, don't let things grow up in your heart because I don't know where you're at, but I know when I have unresolved conflict, it takes up a lot of my internal traffic. It oh, creates internal traffic. It it dilutes my inti- intimacy with the Lord because now I'm trying to sit and pray and meditate and I'm thinking about Joey and what he did and how to get over it. Right, right. And so don't drag that out. Thoughts on that, Dwayne? Um, the, I think a huge part of the, that whole conversation mm-hmm. is... Um, sorry, I'm looking up another verse. I yeah. think a whole part of that conversation is... The fear of of the, of the impact, the fear of right. confronting, causes us to um, shy away, hide, run, yeah. and ignore. Yeah. So that, to me, is one one place where right. we find ourselves. Right. But kind of on the other one, though, I am noticing though um, the and I've just just in my own just even in this last years where if I will take time though mm-hmm. t- to think yeah and to get things clear I believe I can approach a situation conversation with more precise yes understanding yes. words and it's a little bit more precise because yeah. in the past I I was just I didn't like the feeling so or I didn't like the situation so I I quickly wanted right. to make the change and now I'm just learning, just actually, though, take some time and get clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then clarity, I think I can get in touch with my own like energy around my emotions. Right. And I can probably ac- approach things a little calmer. Yeah. Um, 
And it does. So there is a good chance then that I'm going to go to bed and this will be the thing on my mind. Uh And that's not always bad. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's there for three weeks, Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. But a couple of days to get clear, Mm -hmm. I think there's wisdom in that sometimes. Yeah. So your point is calm your emotions down. And, yes. and kind of have a line of thought yes. and understanding when you're going to approach someone. And all, yeah, like it's calm yourself down, but then also, uh, I think clarity. Mm-hmm. Like what happened and what, why are we like this? What's going on? Right, right. So that would be part, a point for me get clear. Yeah. Um, just a side point. I, growing up, as a well, I didn't grow up as a believer. When I became a believer, to me, anger was like the deadliest sin. So I would do whatever I could to not say I was angry. You know, I'm I'm frustrated. Uh-huh. I'm this. Because you, yeah. Because it seemed like, oh gosh, if you're anger angry, you're a big fat sinner, and oh no. And so often there was conflict that I probably should have had. But I avoided because I was afraid of my own emotion in it and thought that I was a sinner, as opposed to you can be angry and not sin. There's a way to approach someone in a conflict and not just unleash the beast on them. Yes. And it's important to have those conversations to bring peace to a relationship. That doesn't mean you have to agree about everything, but you bring peace to it. So uh, next point, uh, bring have conflict resolution face-to-face. Like it can be on Zoom, you know, but face-to-face, meaning not, not on social media. Or not, on, not via text. No, not via text either. Because we all know that black and white communication, you don't get nuance, you don't get tone, you don't get facial expression. I mean, 80% of communication is body language, yes. and you're not getting that in a text. You're yes. just getting the boom, boom, boom. Um, but it is – let's talk about the the social media rants for a minute. I mean, it's, it's – um, I mean, it is a place where there's much conflict today. Yeah. Um, and so I was just actually having a conversation with – a young man recently and um he was he was looking to resolve some conflict and and make some changes yeah and so he was not he had, i think they had resolved the no i think they had resolved the issues yeah and then he was just going to kind of make a statement mm-hmm. on public media i mean on social media to the public and um, I just thought it was interesting because as he, as we're just talking through what should be said and, and how he should make a statement on the yeah. on the social media about the relationship, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like our need to in the public yeah. arena, our need to speak truth. Um, that to me is one point, and then our need just to be argumentative divisive our Mm -hmm. need to so our need to make our opinions known in the public arena i just don't know what is it profit like it doesn't so i told this young man i said listen even if people have wronged me um and i have brought resolve with the person when i if the need is there to speak publicly 
I don't know what it profits when I don't honor. Yeah, yeah. And so what, like, what's the profit? What does it profit? The mm-hmm. conflict on mm-hmm. a public platform. What does it profit? What's it produce? Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that there's times where you'd go on a public platform to defend a position or a truth. Mm-hmm. But because I do think that, that that's okay. And so somebody could disagree with us here and they, they will want to make an argument out of it. So addressing it on a public platform to me is not wrong. But I think when you go into a, a social media conversation, what is the fruit right. of what you're going about here? Yes. What's your goal? Right, right. And, and I think that we want to win the argument as opposed to win the heart. Yeah. And that is still ultimately, I think, where we want to press in and go is to win the heart. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because if I'm finding things out publicly that you think about me that you never addressed with me privately, I mean, we, we've just sabotaged this relationship. Mm-hmm. Because Matthew 18 lays out very simple steps yes. about how to do this. Yes. You go to the person privately. Yes. Whatever, you know, if, if they've offended you or you offended them, have that conversation privately. Yes. And then if you can't bring resolution, then you bring in a person of wisdom, an elder. You bring them in to help mediate. Yes. You don't go to social media and talk about someone. No, 100%. So that's a, that's a no-no. Yep. But it seems to be the way that people do things these days. Yep. They think the, you know, the anti-whatever campaign is the same as my brother and I are having a conflict, and they're not. Yes. They're not the same thing. Yes. And so we've got to get out of the public forum with things that need to be dealt with privately. Yes. I guess it's huge. A, it's a huge point. Huge, huge point. point. Um, and the, I'm glad that social media wasn't around to the degree it is. Well, it wasn't around. Um, as I was maturing in this, because I could have seen myself doing a rant or two thinking I was um, walking in righteousness. Yeah. And it really would have been very ungodly for me to do so. Yes. Yep. I think the number four would be keep the conflict with whom you have the conflict. Meaning, don't get 30 people involved. Don't process everything with your group of 10 and then they go home and process with their husbands or spouses. And now there's you know, 20 people involved and everyone has a way in and the person that you're upset with doesn't even know yet. And you've turned this into... Or they do know. But it's now it's a mob yes, mentality no. and you've actually caused people to sin and enter into toxic gossip. Yes. I mean, I, I can't state that strongly enough. That right. is inappropriate. 100%. Yet it happens... A lot today. Yes. It's shocking. Shocking. You keep your conflict in the space with the person, and it's private. Yes. So there is this place, though, in that mm-hmm. I I need somebody to talk it through with. Right. And so, um, you you go to someone. Okay, let's say I have a conflict with person A. So, but person E. I just need somebody to talk through. Sure. Give me insight. I just need to unload. I think there's that place I just need to unload and talk. Mm-hmm. Depends on your personality. but And so in doing that, mm-hmm. there's feedback. Mm-hmm. There's 
perspective has mm-hmm. come, clarity, understanding comes. Mm-hmm. Some of the emotions that we're feeling can get dialed down yep. so we can see better. Yep. So you're not saying don't go talk to people. But you're, I think to preface it, hey, I just need somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually saying don't even join my team. Just let me talk. Right, right. There's, I think that is actually needed. I, and I agree with that. Like I, I, my good friend Rachel, we we had this where she would play devil's advocate. I was like, okay, this, this, and this, and she mm-hmm. goes, okay. Now let me share you share with you how I think they could have heard it. Maybe yeah. how from their perspective. Exactly. And it was never like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that to you. Right. That is not the person you and go to. And that's not a righteous friend. No. Because the person who yeah. takes up your offense. Yes. yes. And now they're toxic. Uh, yes. You talk with a mature believer whose reconciliation reconciliation is the goal. And they help you get there. So I don't mind you processing with that person because they're giving you godly counsel. But going to someone whose first response is, no way, again, they did that, Uh uh-uh. They did that to someone else, too. You you should go talk to so-and-so. That is... I mean, it, it bothers me. We that's, are destroying yeah, that's ourselves. That's gossip. I know. And it's like, it's time to mature. It's really time to mature in this. Yes. Anyway, start gossiping about people. Um, well, remember when they did that? Right. You know, I think of, um, uh, do I read Philippians 1, 9, and 10? Let's just look at that for a minute. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. And so this is this is a heart posture, in my opinion. Like, I want to be, the end goal is that I am sincere and without offense until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That is the goal of my life. Yes. And so... There's hard times, hard conflicts, hard friendships, difficult rub, betrayal, all of that. But if if we say this is our stated goal, to be without offense until the day of Christ. Not that when he comes, then we go, whoa, you know, but the, the point is it takes a long time. We labor long to not be offended and to walk in forgiveness. And so we desire that our love would abound, even even when we're bothered by someone. If I can get into that place with Christ where I go, okay, this is what I see. It's bugging me. Tell me what you see. Help me see that person rightly. Often the Lord will adjust my perspective and I have compassion and understanding and I can see them differently. Does that make sense? 100%. So Paul's... Paul's heart is that your love may grow. Yes. And and then in knowledge and discernment. So in this, um, because to me, in conflict, you find things out. Yeah. You discover perhaps wrong motives of the other people. Yeah. And you're like, and so as you discern things, even in this, I'm just using that word discernment as you get things in knowledge. So mm-hmm. knowledge and discernment. I think knowledge is okay. I'm getting understanding on this, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also seeing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is a a huge point that in this love still conquers. Yeah, and the ultimate is for their good. Yeah, and um, you know, there's just lots out there today on well, 
on the whole kind of let's the whistleblower mentality mm-hmm. and the whistleblower idea. And I think there are those times mm-hmm. where you, where it is appropriate to blow the whistle on yep. something, but it's even in that context though, that you don't, you, it's, it's to produce love. It's to produce care and understanding. And mm-hmm. so the whistleblower, even that approach, um, I'm sorry, I'm just speaking into that. It's just kind of on my mind. But there's still approaches that I would end up with love in my heart towards them and towards whatever the situation. Yes. And so this is really a place of maturity. Yes. I'm growing and I'm, my ability to be without offense means I've worked some hard muscles. Because mm-hmm. for me, Hebrews Hebrews 12, um, near the end there, he says, um, work to be at peace with all men. Yeah. And that is that doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? But from my heart, from my perspective, mm-hmm. I've done my job to hopefully that there will be peace. Mm-hmm. And you might go to your grave without peace, but you've done what you can. Yeah, and yeah. that to me is the key component yeah. in all of this. No, I think that's really good, Dwayne. Really good. Um, and then the fifth one: if you're unable to resolve conflict, seek a mediator. But not your friend that you live with. This is a biblical concept. Yeah. Matthew 18 idea. Yeah. yeah. And. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think that. Um, I love this. Um, a friend of ours, Francis Vach. Francis Vaught, um, Fran Vaught, <laughs> uh, uh They were helping us pioneer the and start the, the church prayer room in Brazil. And we were just coming up with some standard operating principles within the the missions base, and some. And she brought this idea that a third, a third, a third. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was brilliant. So when you go into a conflict or a, a challenge with a relationship with somebody, just start with it being a third your fault, a third their fault, and then a third the situation, the, right. the circumstance, the details. Yeah. And I think if you start there, um, it's a really healthy place because you're starting with the place of self-reflection. Right. What did? I, what have I done? Why, where am I at? What is my thinking? What am I operating out of this hurt from this person all the time? And get get some resolve there so that you enter in. But life, the Bible are very clear that often we the third of the third of the third doesn't work. Sure. And so it really does help to bring in a mediator, mm-hmm. to bring in somebody to say, hey, we can't get resolved here. Yeah. We've got to um we gotta work on this. Right. And have you ever been in a situation where you had to do that? Yeah. I can't remember the situation. Do I know the situation? No. Oh, okay. No, something something juicy I get to learn, <laughs> but it's a big deal. Yeah, because I think um, you know the scriptures are very clear. We're going to have these problems, and we're not going to be able to resolve them in and of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we need an outside perspective. Yeah, that can really highlight mm-hmm. and correct and challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even think of our marriage. We were having a couple little glitches, and we met with. Um, uh, Jim Isom, remember? Mm-hmm. And having a neutral party hear you 
and hear me and then say to you what I was saying. And he said to me what you were saying. Yeah. It just was like, oh, it diffused the situation. And even in that situation, it helped. I was still right, but yeah. Well, yeah, honey, always. But that was super helpful. Yes. And godly people seek peace. Yes. And that that was helpful in our situation. You know, here, here's just some bonus thoughts. Now, we've already listed the five, but in a, like I've seen this happen. We've worked with young adults for years. A guy has had some unclean thoughts about a lady. So he decides to go confess his unclean thoughts towards her. To, he, the, to her. To her. Yes. To the one he's been thinking about. What do you think about that, Dwayne? Um, not the best. <laughs> no, I mean, no, that's... No, don't do I think that. what stays in here needs to stay in here. What do you mean for the people that are listening? Uh, what, so people are just thinking, like, my interior thoughts, uh-huh. keep them interior. Uh-huh. In regards to, with in regards to the person you have, like even judgmental. Yeah. I used to think this about you. Yes, I used to. I used to judge you in this way. That's not. That's not helpful. No. To them, and so I think it is better to confess that sin to someone else. Yes. And then confess it to the Lord, not, <laughs> not to the person that you're lusting after. That's inappropriate. Yeah, that's inappropriate. And there's the. When we would teach people about conflict, we would talk about the need to tell versus the need to know. Yes. Do Does that person need to know what I really want to tell them? Yes. And and if, if it helps, okay, great. But but sometimes they don't need to know that. Like I remember, you know, this happened multiple times because my personality is can be a little bit out there. So I can appear to be shallow. And so, but we all know I'm not. I got nuggets inside, Dwayne. And so typically there would be someone, hey, when I first met you, I thought, that never goes well. When someone starts a conversation, when I first met you, I thought, da-da-da-da-da, but now I think, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, huh, did they need to know that? Did yes. they? Did I need to know you thought I was shallow? Or how and- about the other way around? When I first met you, I thought you were incredibly deep, but now it turns out you're just super shallow. <laughs> shallow. <laughs> It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't help. Okay. So your need to get that off your chest, thinking, "Oh, this is going to make us closer," probably isn't going to make you closer. Probably won't. Because now you've just vomited all over that person, and you walk away feeling like, "Whoo, got it off my chest," and they like now have it all over them. Yes. That wasn't necessary. That was immaturity. Hundred percent. And so just think some of those things through. What is the hearer going to hear? And I have this strong desire to get off my chest. Well, get off your chest in another way. Yep. Journal. Ooh. Maybe. So final thoughts, Dwayne. Anything? Um, Nuggets? I I have um I have a couple situations in my mind. Yeah. That they were major conflicts um in my life. And uh as I have they were in the place of major conflicts and I allowed some time uh-huh. and like I'm talking a year and a half time, uh-huh. not just next week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do think time is healthy mm-hmm. on these major conflicts. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was more in the category of a ministry conflict that I'm speaking of. Um, and it was a, it was hard, man. Yeah. It just, it was a horrible, con- you know, 
conversations were were heavy, difficult. Like in the category, like institutional pain or church pain. Church, yeah, it was in the mm-hmm. and it was in that in the world in that world of ministry, and they were hard conversations. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, this is not fun. But yet, you you have to be truthful and honest. Mm-hmm. And so, I uh, this one in particular situation, I it was hard. Yeah, and and it was weighty. I did not enjoy it um, at all, and. And um, and it was a year and a half, maybe almost two years later, where I my my all the feelings were were calmed down, mm-hmm. and it was it it really puts it more in the category of rational, mm-hmm. and and I I don't think that there I do think that this let me say it this way I do think that there are times where it is actually better to give some time. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a it's a violent tearing of relationship almost, mm-hmm. and it's heavy, hard things sure. needed to be said, and they were said. Yeah. Um, my my perspective is is it's actually okay to let some time go by, mm-hmm. and in in letting time go by, now it is that forgiveness muscle that you yep. work and you work and you work. Mm-hmm. And to the point where there's it's it's there's a health you're on a significant journey to healthy resolution. Mm-hmm. And I'm never for the one I don't think we have to be best friends with anybody. So like I'm not even saying you got to work with that person again or be their friend again, but I really do believe in the principle of where where it is with you be at peace. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. peace in my means I, we've we've talked it through, mm-hmm. and we've chosen to disagree on point A and B, but we agree on point C and D, yeah, and yeah. that's okay. Yep, that is okay. But I, my heart's free from yes. anything there. Yes, yes. And then, and he, the writer of Hebrews says, but if you don't do this, then a root takes place in your life, and then that root, it actually ends up damaging you. Mm-hmm. And that root that turns to you know the word off we oft it, it you know it often turns to this bitter spirit. Yeah, I've been hurt, and I've not brought resolution, so now I'm bitter. Yeah, and then he's the writer says it brings much harm to you and to those around you. Yes. So when we think of divorce, when we think of broken relationships in the church. These are heavy topics, mm-hmm. and they're they're painful. Yes, even we were wronged in them, mm-hmm. but this is the the you know this is just the the weight of the comments of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount around the topic of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is no fool, right? <laughs> so Jesus, I just I'm just even imagining him preaching that message. And he says, as the Father has forgiven you, so you have to forgive. Mm-hmm. And to the level of forgiveness, mm-hmm. it will be to the level that you are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And so there is this measurement if you, and I don't even know the fullness of what this, this means, but he says if you don't forgive, mm-hmm. there's going to be a measure of uh, of uh forgiveness that measurement will be the same to you mm-hmm. i don't understand the fullness of that that's intense though it's it's that's the bible yeah yeah and so jesus knowing 
the pain that humans were going to bring upon humans, mm-hmm. knowing this. Mm-hmm. And then he, he makes that statement, forgive. Yeah. And then he modeled it for us. Yeah. And I'm just blown away by the expression of by this expression of forgiveness on the cross where Jesus is just you know he, he abandoned by his father he's alone the weight of sins on him he's never known shame now he feels the shame of humanity so just all of this is taking place mm-hmm. physical pain beyond what any of us in in mm-hmm. society and culture today would allow mm-hmm. And he still has the emotional capacity to say, Father, forgive them. And I, it's, a, it's a powerful model and an example for us, the church, that we are called to forgive. Right. And it's not okay. Yeah, yeah. That would be my, my it is not okay to not forgive. So yeah. that's my closing thought. Right. Yeah, and it's, I think that's really good, Dwayne, because you don't always get resolution right you don't always get what you want but you don't always get the resolution resolution that you wanted Mm -hmm. and so when it's like dang you you went through all that you said it all you were hoping they would see you were hoping there would be an apology and there isn't correct you gotta let it go yes and and letting it go and forgiving regardless of not getting the response you desired is leaving the justice to the Lord instead of you feeling the need to expose them and feeling the need to, um, every time their name comes up, well, let me tell you another side of them. You don't do that. And you trust the Lord with your vengeance. Yes. Good word. So that's good. That's it. Just some practical thoughts, you guys, because we want to be people that really walk in forgiveness and we're not imprisoned by our own pain and our own fear, but we live life differently. God bless, man. God See you bless. next time. We're going to get into some meat coming up. Come on, church. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Until next ciao. time.